Welcome everybody to Latina Life with Jen and Milena. I am super excited to introduce one of our friends, Monica Fink. She is a freelance Hollywood producer. She's on the red carpets. She does everything. She's always either traveling with the stars, interviewing the stars, dressing the stars, <laughs> hanging out with the stars, um, you know, and she's been doing this for a very long time. She is also second generation Latina, but I'm going to make sure that she explains everything. So Monica, welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really honored to be a part of this and let's do this. <laughs> well, we know your roots are strong here in Southern California. So why don't we start with that? Because you've got an interesting backstory with, with your family, your grandparents. You know, your yes. So on my mother's side, um, they've been here forever. They've never crossed the border. They've been here forever. Um, so um, from Native American to everything. I think even my mom did like a DNA test and like Mexican never really came up in it because it was, you know, Indian and, and a bunch of different other stuff here. And then on my father's side, um, I'm second generation. My dad was born here and then I've been born here. But my grandparents came over when they were four and my grandfather, 17. So it's been great. Um, my grandfather came across the border when everybody was at war and they were looking for Mexican um, to come over, men to come over to work the fields. So we left everything behind and started a new life here. And he started in Oxnard and made his way down uh, to South Orange County in Irvine, California and worked at Sunkist. Orange, uh, picking oranges forever there um, until he retired. And my grandmother did uh, work for California Umbrella Company, but she worked in the fields to begin with and then um, retired there. Um, and then she grew up the calendar ladder and then she ended up being um, a bilingual um, like um, translator for the court system when she retired. So because there wasn't a lot of that bilingual, she spoke, 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 spoke um, perfect English and perfect Spanish. So that was really good. And she helped a lot of people at that time. And so, yeah, it's been it's been good. And my other grandmother worked in the fields and then worked her way into a factory and just that's it. And my dad and mother had me very young. Um, they were 17 when they had me, um, was their only child. And yeah, I, I grew up in Orange County and it's been, uh, it's been a really good, it's been a good ride. You know, I really it's happy. interesting. Because I know you, obviously, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to jump in, but like, oh, it's very do. interesting because you're the Latina who grew up in Orange County, right? And obviously, like, we all look Latina, right? We all, but you don't speak Spanish. I do not speak Spanish. That I hate it. I hate no, it. No, but is that something that like your parents, because I know a lot of people who don't because the fact that, you know, they're like, you have to speak English for some reason. Or was it just something that never came up? Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, how, what is there? Do you ever ask them? Like, why didn't you teach yes. Spanish? So my dad always gives me a hard time because I don't speak Spanish because he's bilingual. But I didn't grow up with my dad, really. I mean, oh, I did, but on the weekends. 
my mother doesn't know Spanish. Now, my grandmother, when she was growing up here, I mean, my grandmother's been here her whole life, too, and her mother was born here, too. So when she went to school, if they ever got caught speaking Spanish, they would get hit with a ruler on their hand anytime they got caught speaking Mm -hmm. Spanish. And it was always told to them, like, don't speak Spanish. You're in America. You don't speak Spanish. You only speak English. And you better, you're going to fall behind if you continue to speak Spanish. And that was what was always told to them. So my mom's mother said that she didn't want to have her daughter fall behind or get in trouble because it was frowned down upon um, to get to speak Spanish. And now it's like (laughs) the total opposite. And Well, you'd never know because way back when, you know, when we're kids, right? I think I told you this when we were having this conversation, like when my mom deliberately thought, intentionally thought, I'm teaching you English first. You know, I was born here, first generation, teaching English first, because that's what they're going to be talking to you in school. You know, it's not going to be Spanish. And I still remember as a kid listening to them, and I maybe it was four or something. I, they would talk, to, my parents would talk to each other. And it was like, it was like this language. I'm like, what are you saying? And then when I was eight, I went for the summer to my grandmother's in Jalisco, in Guadalajara, Mexico, and nobody spoke English. And it was just, I learned. Like I learned through sign language, through pointing at things. And it just was like, talk about Spanish immersion. I came back and I forgot like my English words because like I just immersed myself with all of that. But I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head because then it was shameful, even up to a few years ago. Like if people, you know, heard people speaking Spanish and story, I mean, there were instances where I could speak English, you know? Exactly. I mean, I'm making a point, like if I'm at the hairdressers or I'm somewhere and there's someone Latino or Latina that I will speak Spanish to them, you know, um, I'm grateful my parents said, yeah, go with your grandma, you know, because it would have been hard here. You want to know why? Because it's hard for my kids to learn Spanish. I don't know if you guys have like felt, you know, that as well, because we're moms. Yeah. 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 I mean, can I, I mean, my mom helped me raise my daughter, so um, she spoke Spanish. I mean, when I went to my grandparents, my grandfather preferred to speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, He, he, my grandfather, because he came so late, um, not late, but like 17, he always had his accent and he preferred to speak Spanish than Mm -hmm. English. So he would try to speak Spanish mostly to me, but I would like look at him and I'm like, uh, what? And then he would, you know, he would, he would do both. And my right. grandmother too. And then my dad, he was so young, like, he was just like, you know, a teenager. So he really yeah. spoke yeah. more English than he did Spanish to me, um, unless he was talking to my grandparents. So I kind of picked up stuff, but it's so right. bad. <laughs> you, know, you were telling me some girls were upset with you. Yes. So I moved around a lot um, from in California alone because my mom was a single mom. So we moved around a lot. Um, And like when my parents divorced, I moved in with my mom and my grandmother. And we lived in this really tiny two bedroom home on like a farm area in Fountain Valley. And uh, we didn't have a lot. then, So we just moved a lot 
And um, I mean, it really came down from like a twin size bed my mom and I shared in the dining room. That's how we grew up and ate what we could. And my grandma would do that stuff. But we moved around a lot. I moved to Texas for a while. And then I came back. And when I came back, we moved into a neighborhood that was primarily Hispanic or Latin, you know, Hispanic neighborhood. And I had been traveled so many different places. And when I went, there was a lot of, as you could say, chola girls, as they would be called. Um, And cholos, I really didn't know about. I mean, I grew up in Santa Ana when I was younger, and I know of that, but I never, like, you know, was around it a lot, I guess. And so when I went to middle school, I was known as <laughs> um, a freaking coconut because I was brown on the inside and I spoke like a white girl on the inside. And a lot of girls tried to beat me up because, you know, I wasn't Mexican enough to them. I didn't talk like them. I didn't dress like them. I didn't, you know, and I just, I always try to get, I always almost got beat up a couple of times, but um, I just never was like that. So <laughs> it was really hard. And I remember crying to my grandmother and she's like, it's okay. You know, like if they were to go to Mexico, they would see all different kinds of Mexicans. We're not, we're all different. Like there's some of my cousins have light eyes and light hair. But you wouldn't know that because you don't see that a lot here. But she's like, it's okay. You just do you. You be who you are. It's going to be okay. And so um, my mom, like petrified, because the high school was pretty much all Latin too, said, yeah, that's not going to, I don't care. (laughs) Like if that, you're going to be okay, but you're not. Um, So um, because I never grow up like trying to fight or take care of myself like that. So she sent me to a private Catholic school that I've never been in my whole entire life. I went to all public schools and I ended up going to a modern day high school in Orange County and they took a loan out to send me there. And that was a very eye opening experience for me going there. It was like, how that changed your life, right? It literally, I feel that it changed the course of my life where I would end up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. 100% because I had never been told, I mean, my mom would say like, oh, I, you should go to college, but never like pressure, never said anything. And my dad never went to college. My mom never went to college. Nobody in my family ever went to college. So when I went to modern day, they, it's a very college preparatory school. So if you don't go to college, it's like frowned upon there. It's like, how, what? you're not going to go to college. Like you have to go to college and everybody always asks you what college, whether even it's a community college or a big college, you are going to go to college no matter what. So it really changed my whole course of life from that time on because nobody really talked about it. Even in my family, nobody, nobody ever said, Oh, what college are you going to go to? What are you going to do? No, no one ever asked me those questions, but in, high school they did and they had a tv program there and that just changed everything for me so i mean i always knew i wanted to work in tv how i was going to get there i had no idea but modern day really put me 
like connected me and how I would get to that level. And then from there, you went to Cal State Fullerton. And there I went to Cal State Fullerton. Yes, I was going to go to Loyola Marymount, but then I toured the campus and I was so excited to go, wanted to go there. And then when they said it was 20,000 to 25,000 a year, I was like, I can't do that to myself. (laughs) I can't do that to my family. They already sacrificed so much for me to go to modern day and then to do that. So I ended up going to Cal State Fullerton. And they had a great communications program there. I was going to transfer, but after talking to my guidance counselors and stuff, they were just like, unless you're going to get a master's in communication, like you're okay here. Like you can get a great job from here for just being at Cal State Fullerton. So that was really cool. Yeah. That led to your internship, which led to your job at this really big national TV show. Yes. So um, um, one of my counselors told me, do not intern till the very end of your semester, your last semester at in college, because you never know, they may offer you a position. And I'm like, yeah, so I interned at Access Hollywood. I used to love Access Hollywood. It was one of my favorite shows. Um, I loved entertainment news. I've always loved entertainment news. And um, I ended up calling there like, hey, are you accepting interns? And they're like, yeah, send your resume. Sent it. I got it. Um, I commuted from Orange County to um, LA every day. And then I got offered a receptionist position that paid like zero money. And I was like, what? I didn't go to college to get her mm-hmm. a reception position. But um, my counselor was like, it's your foot in the door. Like you got to just take it. It's your foot in the door. People die literally to get, get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. So I took it and it just changed everything for me from then on. So I gradually moved from a receptionist position, I mean, an intern, a receptionist, I went to research. Then from research, I went to research uh, assistant slash intern supervisor. I became an intern supervisor, which was weird. <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then from there, I went to um, assistant to the main producer of the show um, and travel coordinator for the New York and LA office. And so I was there for a while and I loved it. It was the best six years of my life, literally the best six years of my life. I learned so much from award shows and it was incredible. It was pretty incredible. And I learned such a diverse group of people and friends that I still have to this day. I still have my friends that I made there still to this day. And We've all seen each other grow up from then, and it's it's been an amazing experience. And then I went to Vegas. <laughs> went to Vegas real quick, and then I, had a, I got married, had a couple of kids, because I was like, okay, I'm doing great. I'm, you know, I'm in my older 20s. I should get married. I should have kids, because, you know, in Latin culture, you're like an old hen by the time yeah. you have kids in your late 20s. And... I wasn't told to like do other things, which I now I think about and I wish I would have like listened to myself more, but um, yeah, I had babies. And then that's how I became a freelance producer. And I worked for all the TV outlets in Las Vegas, which was 
great because there's all there was that was like the height of Las Vegas when a lot of celebrities would um, host different events or they would do TV shows there. Like The View would come to LA, I mean to Vegas and take their show or. And so I would go cover it for different outlets such as Extra, mm-hmm. Access Hollywood, E News. Um, I would do stuff for the hotels because they would have big grand openings, and so I would cover for them at the as a house crew. Lots of times for the Cirque du Soleil shows, it was incredible. I opened up the Michael Jackson show and did a whole interview with Michael Jackson's mom, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it!" And the best part, I think, which changed everything for me is when I interviewed Michael Jackson's kids. I was the first person to get an interview with his kids after he died. Wow. Oh, wow. It was a, they didn't think he, they, he, they were going to talk. So they didn't send talent out there. And that they, I was just going to get a, get a, whole, like a, a tour of their show to honor him and then they ended up talking to me and that was my first time talking to blanket like that was like a big deal and right that that opened the doors for everything for me so when you open the doors you mean in regards to doing interviews yeah to doing more interviews like they finally took me i guess serious as a producer like (laughs) i was ready to go out there because when i was here in la i wasn't really a producer i was just behind the scenes gotcha so when I was in Vegas, I started to do little things, but no, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my husband at the time was a film producer at Access and he knew how, and so he kind of led me, but and that's those interviews were not good, girl. I your husband on the red carpet, but I remember that's how we met too, on the red carpet. So yeah. I've always seen you as a field producer. And I just want to say, Monica, because I have to give her props and I always say this, I'm like, you just get anybody to talk to you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> No, no, at the SAG Awards. Joaquin's not doing interviews. Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix not doing interviews. He just won his big award, right? We're like, okay, so he's walking by and Monica's there. Joaquin, how do you feel? Where's the party? And he, he like stops and he talks. I mean, you just have this face and this voice that you just like pull people in. And it's a talent that a lot of people just don't have. And it's just when you see it in action, it's completely amazing. So um, kudos you. to you. <laughs> no, I, I think it's just because, I don't know, like I've always been taught and I guess other people have taught me in my life <laughs> that everybody's pretty much the same. Like in there, you need to treat people who are at the top of their game from the people who are at the bottom of the game. Like meaning if you're the president or you're the janitor, you need to treat everybody as pretty much the same. And I've mm-hmm. always been taught that. Because I look at my grandparents and I, they always amaze me. They might not have been like super wealthy or, or successful, but they were successful in America terms. They came and made the American dream. And I, they've always taught me just to be humble and be grateful. And I think that's just how I see people. You never know where anybody's coming from. And so, yeah. I try to do that with everybody. So I'm um, that's and then uh, you know, Jen, one of our producers, you know, when they're like, hey, if they're walking by, you better try <laughs> to get that interview, no matter what they do. So I have always been taught that because I know I've missed big interviews because of that. And I'm in the beginning, and then I'm like, you're learned. no, you need to say anything. And if they come over to you and they did. And when I did that with Oprah. They're like, she's not going to do any interviews. She's not going to do any interviews. She's here just 
to support Maria Shriver. And I'm like, I'm going to try. And I'm like, Oprah, what's so important? Why are you here from Maria Shriver? And she's like, and came over and I'm like, oh my God, Oprah's right here. I'm going to cry. It was like, because Oprah is my inspiration. She raised me. And I always said, what do you want to be me? I want to be Oprah. I want to be Oprah because she made such an impact on my life. And I know she made such an impact on so many people's lives. So that's why I was like, when I interviewed her, I remember leaving and crying and calling my mom. And like, it was like a whole 365 moment for me. And I was just like, yeah. So you're like, if I could get Oprah, I could get anybody. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> There's nobody else that you can, you have to worry about. So you're like, I'm good. I'm good. Exactly. Well, and then that led you to your current job right now, because I know you're, you know, People Magazine now is on, you know, essentially streaming and stuff. So you can watch it on TV and that's where you currently are. Yes. So, yeah. You're back out there in the hustle and you're doing all the red carpets. I mean, everybody knows people. It's not like, from, <laughs> you know, from the magazines to online to now we can see your work on TV. Um and I guess as you've been going through all of these different places and, and locations and companies, because you're not, you know, particularly with just one, but the people has been like your, your um, stopping point at this time. Yes. Um, what kind of like, what kind of stuff did you like ever endure or challenge as a Latina? Like, have you had that? Because I mean, I mean, I know there's not that many of us. I mean, look at, I barely found Jen after all this time at, you know, at one of our recent jobs. So, and even you, because all of us have been in the entertainment space, but we never have met. And we're like, you know what I'm saying? And there's not that many of us. And when I say many of us, I mean, Latina women who are doing the same thing, who are in the same field, yet we have never uh, come across we've never met our paths have never met until like obviously I met you because of Jen right so, so that's why I'm saying like tell us about that like experience for um, you. so as a freelancer I've worked for so many different outlets and I've met so many incredible people along the way but and primarily it's surprising there's a lot of uh, women that run entertainment in some way or another which has been great, but then it could be as known as a threat too. But a lot of people always thought that I should be in Telemundo or Univision, or why don't you do Latin people? And I'm like, I don't know Spanish. Like, like I don't, I don't know Spanish. But I've been so lucky, I can say, and grateful in regards to being at Access and opening the doors for me. Um, but it's been challenging as a freelancer. Once I left my everyday job, being a freelancer, it's a hustle. It is a hustle, meaning someone, a guy, we can come in and take it pretty easily or, you know, what, whoever's most current or as now, right now, influencers are getting more of the freelance positions or who has more traction on social media and stuff. And it's really hard with the hustle. And I call it, um, it's either a drought or it's a flood. So mm -hmm. either I'm 
really busy or it's dead. And then you start second guessing yourself as a worker. And I've even tried to get out there as back out there as a full-time job. And it has been hard, like really hard because they really want you to start at the bottom again. And that's hard because I'm like, I already did that. Like I did that in my twenties. Like I did that bottom line job. And so it's really tough as a freelancer. And, um, but then it's like, I wish I knew Spanish because then I think it would even open more doors for me and more opportunities. But it's, you just, it's like, it's been a major seesaw in this business and there aren't any really Latin women. And it's weird because I don't look at it like that. But when you say it and I think about it, there's only one other Latin woman that I know on the red carpets with me that does what I, that does what I do. And that's it. You might know if she works for AP, um, Marcella, mm-hmm. Marcella, and she is amazing. And she has the same, like, you know, like, we're just always hustling for the next gig. And, mm-hmm. and I, nobody could understand the hustle, I think, more than her and I, when we talk, or Jen, when you and I talk, like, we, it's pretty, like, it's pretty amazing when I look back on it and go, wow, I'm really, I'm here as a Latin American, Mexican American producer on these carpets. And I, I, I love it. And I'm very, I'm very grateful. It's so great great to see that representation, honestly. When you've reached like, you know, when you come up against certain challenges, what's like the one thing that you fall back on that helps to get you through that? Like if it's a challenge because you are Latina or, you know, is there anything that your parents told you? Well, when I was younger, I would drive, like I drove my dad's car one time and then I had a bunch of guys and girls in my car and I got pulled over for no reason, just got pulled over and, um, they're like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Because it was in a nicer neighborhood and stuff. And they're, I'm like, I'm going to a football game. Well, where? And I'm like, over there. And they're like, well, why are you in this neighborhood? And I'm like, because my high school is Plazer. And because I went to modern day and showed them my school ID, that's when they let me go. Mm-hmm. And from then on, and like just seeing my dad and especially my mom, my mom has been a huge, my grandparents too, but um, an inspiration is just, just seeing how hard they've worked all their life. And I feel Latin people are one of the hardest working people out there. And, um, and I always think whenever I'm out in the field or anything, I always think, God, I am so lucky. This is my job. And I think of where my grandparents came from and my mom. And I'm just like, wow, like I've really jumped leaps and bounds for my family. And I I was the first to graduate college. And not that I'm saying college is going to make you or break you, but I mean, I think it really creates this great foundation um, for you to grow in this, in this world and especially in this country. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot from being in college and 
learning a diverse group of people. Cause I don't know, like I used to have a lot of Latin friends, but when I went to college, my, I started to have my United Benetton ads, you know, my <laughs> friends, you know, that I never had before. And then even when I came to LA, I have all kinds of different people in my life now. And it's just opened my mind to so much. So I like love being, and now I think as I've gotten older, my grandparents have moved on and passed on. I've become closer with, I mean, more of my Latin culture. I feel like I want to help them more, give back more, educate them more, um, and just be there more for them. And I went to Mexico City for the first time, and it was amazing, amazing. And I'm just like, wow is incredible this is where my grandparents came from and it was so beautiful and I'm like I want to retire here it's amazing it's so great oh, you know it's beautiful but yeah I mean and then just seeing like other Latin stars on the carpets like the Jennifer Lopez's and the Eva Longoria's mm -hmm. and that's empowering to me too I'm like I just want to give them a hug like Rosario Dawson couldn't have been nicer like just you know like so greeting and that very like I don't know I felt like she was like so much nicer to me because I was Latin and to see me on the carpet I don't know what it was but it was just like this like hug and right. I feel like they know I feel yeah. like they know they know they because they because you know, we've all been on the carpet so yeah we all see who's out there and I think that they know yeah um, that's for sure so they, there's a connect there's like some type of connection yeah um, is there advice that you would give? Um, like, what's your advice for, for a Latina that wants to, you know, maybe get into freelance work and, you know, uh, just what's, what's your takeaway for them? Not only freelance work, but I get anything in life. Um, I want Lat Latina women, especially, to know that you don't have to be just a wife and a mom. Even those, those are great qualities. And I have enjoyed every moment of being a wife and a mom, but travel, go see the world, like go see everything. You don't have to have, just be a mom and a wife and do your nine to five job. There's so much you could do out there in life. Um, and I, w I just wish I maybe would have traveled more. I still, I, I was just telling you, I've never been across the Atlantic. And it's still my dream of mine to go across the Atlantic Ocean. Which you still can do. I still can do it. But you can do it. You're going to do it. I'm going to do it. And um, I just, just see the world. I mean, it is so much bigger than your small city or town or your house. Like, anything is possible. Anything really is possible. You can do pretty much whatever your heart so that I never in a million years thought I would be really on red carpets. I said it when I was little, I said, I'm going to, I want to interview people. I want to be on news. I never thought it would happen. And it really has. And so just reach high and explore, explore your options. There's so many amazing options and there's so many incredible people, people out there to help you that I didn't realize there really are a lot of great people out there that will help you. You just, and don't take no for an answer. You got to keep going. Just yeah. keep going. Because so, someone will say yes. Someone will say yes. And I think, Jen, that goes with it. When I, when you, when people say, no, you can't interview my mother. 
I just remember always saying, you got to try. Because if you don't try, you'll never know. The worst yeah, thing, that, exactly. you'll never know. And if, like people have always went, you're not going to get them. You're not going to interview them or you're not going to talk to me. And then I'll just put it out there and I get it. Yeah. I just interviewed Kanye West a couple of weeks ago and that was a random thing. They're like, he's not going to talk. He's not going to say anything. I just set it out and he just talked right back. Okay. You just got to just try. You got to keep going, you know, and that's, I think that's with anything in life. If you never ask, you'll never know. Right. Exactly. Don't take no for an answer. Yeah, yeah, and if you get the no, you move on to the next thing. You move on to the next, or you try again on a different time. Right. So that's my best advice I think I've learned for myself, and I've told my children that too. You just – and always humble yourself. I yeah. always I always know where I've been and where I've come from, and and I always am grateful. you got to be grateful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank it was you, so Monica. wonderful having you. I love this conversation. And I know we're going to have many more to come. So until next time, our Latinas, we give you besos. We love you all. Oh, bye. Thank bye. you, Monica. Yeah. <laughs>